This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Winning was just the beginning. I think they took the whole like quantum theory thing a little too far this time. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And Hotlanta is currently trying to escape a room. Still. Yeah, there's no traps or anything. It's just door. Yeah. It's just hard yeah. for him. Doorknobs really confuse Hotlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I put pull when it was push. <laughs> and he's been in there for two solid weeks. <laughs> I hope you feed him occasionally. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I could probably survive for two weeks without food, given my stores that I've built up over the years, but I don't think he could. Yeah. I definitely just lob, like, a room temperature pork chop in there every so often. <laughs> just toss him some fried chicken every now and then. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we watched this movie, as suggested to us by Mr. Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought we should maybe watch these as a twofer, which I'm I'm good with. Yeah. So. Thank you again, Mr. Green. So, Chris, uh, how does this movie begin? Well, I guess it depends on who you ask. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> well, at first, we, I think we all can agree that it starts with the recap. Oh, the first movie, yes. Which, I mean, probably a good thing. But I thought it might have been, I thought they might just not do it and just kind of have flashbacks happen during the movie if they thought they were relevant or not. Yeah. And when, you know, we're just, it's, it's the stuff that happened in the first one, you know, just. Yeah. So just to, to make sure that we don't completely confuse the fuck out of everybody, apparently when they released this on disc and digitally there are two versions there's the theatrical version and the extended cut now usually an extended cut is just the movie with more stuff added that is not the case here they reworked the beginning and the end completely from version to version so may let's start with the theatrical version since that is the one maybe more people have seen the canonical version uh, yeah and then we can go into the extended opening i'll do we'll do the opening of the theatrical version and then we'll do the opening of the extended version and then eventually they converge and we'll go into just the movie then cuz man did they try to make our job hard for us and it's funny cuz i watched one version Chris watched the other. We didn't realize that until about 10 minutes before we started recording this. <laughs> yeah. I honestly didn't even realize there were multiple versions of it until I'm, I was going over the book and was like, wait a second. What? That didn't happen. What the fuck is this thing talking about? <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, k- kudos movie for fucking with us, I guess. But, okay, so we'll start with the theatrical version, which is the one that I watched. 
so after the flashback or the recap, we're in a a mental health professional's office with Zoe, uh, lost in space from the previous movie, and she is talking with her mental health professional about how she, you know, is still suffering trauma from the escape rooms and having her the people she met there die. And how her and Ben from the first movie were, go- were still planning on flying to New York to check out this place that the logo pointed them towards. But every time they try to get on the plane, uh, Lost in Space, like, nopes out because she's just too afraid to fly, too stressed out about it, about being like basically being in an, an environment that she can't control. And so the therapist is like, like, seriously, like, Oh, time's up. Like the, the, the alarm on her phone goes off and, uh, like, Oh, our time's over. But like, let me just like pose this question to you. Like, what's it going to take for you to get onto this plane? Because like right now your brain is in like confirmation bias mode. Like you, you are always looking for clues to escape the room. And so everything you see is a clue. Like, you know, everything a hammer, everything a hammer sees is a nail. You know, like this pen here, this is a clue. This this clutch that I have, this is a clue. Like, what's it gonna take for you to get on like to to get onto a plane? This and she's like, Well, I need to know that like this it's done. Like that Minos is gone and it, you know, and we're safe. And then I feel like I could actually get on a plane. And she's like okay, fine. Well, our time's up. So think about that some more. And, and cause she's like, cause lost in space, like, well, we could just drive to New York instead. And the therapist is like, really, you should probably fly and work on this whole fear of flying thing you have. And Zoe's like, okay, thanks. Peace out. She gets out from talking to the mental health professional runs into Ben. And he's like, so what'd she say? He's like, well, you know, she said I should fly, but you know, the best way to get me to do something is telling me not to. And he's like, what does that mean? She's like, that means we're driving to New York, bitches. Road trip. And I think that probably gets us to the convergence of storylines. Yeah. So how does the extended cut start, Chris? Well, in the timeline I live in, this movie starts with... uh the shadowy game master from the first one. You see him at the very end for like a second. Yeah. He's uh busy on his work. His wife and his daughter are uh, in the other room. His wife goes into his uh study or his office or whatever because she uh she has feelings about the things. And she would like to discuss them, but he's too wrapped up in his work. And you know how the you know how the corporation gets when he gets behind on his death rooms. <laughs> yep. He doesn't have the Q two death rooms ready yet. You know what's gonna happen when he shows up on Monday? Yep. He's uh they're not gonna just, you know, give him more people to help or uh just give him more time. These kill rooms don't make themselves, you know. Don't they? I mean, if you try hard enough, any room is a kill room, right? Yeah, I guess so. If you're brave enough. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he he's like, look, sorry, give me an hour and then we can discuss our marital issues. So uh, the wife goes off, has a swim, goes to, goes to take a schwitz in the sauna. 
And then, uh, turns out the sauna is actually one of the aforementioned death rooms. Where, it, uh, the door locks shut. And there's, uh, some kind of riddle. Uh, something about water and fire and shit. I don't know. Magnets is the answer. I can't. Obviously. Huh. And, uh, she almost gets out, but she is overcome by the heat and is full of dead. Mm. And then we find, uh, we cut to Zoe and old, uh, Benjamin. Um, no, no, uh, mental health facilities or anything. They're just, like, sitting out front of the the boarding area of, like, a fucking Sabaro or whatever the fuck. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna go do the thing. We're gonna take them down. Heading to New York. And she goes to get on the plane. Has a panic attack. And then they decide to rent a shitty car and drive. Okay. So, alright, so now we're good. So, let's see. And those just I'm just gonna start just to make sure Chris can confirm that we're on the same page now. So they get they're in the car, they're driving. Um Ben is like, Yeah, sorry about like the fact that I have no gas money or any other kind of money. Uh, but hey, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette in the car, and she's like, Nope, I am not gonna drive from fucking Chicago to New York in a car full of smoke. Yeah, fair. Okay, good. Now, yeah, we have converged successfully. All right, we have confirmed converge- convergence. Uh, you, how does the rest of the movie progress, Chris? Read your book. So they uh, they make their way to New York, to the location, the coordinates. Well, they stop for the night. Oh, yeah. Point. They have a, a brief stay at a hotel. Yep. Where uh, uh, ben, ben has himself one of them night terrors. Yeah, like they they don't present it that way first. At first, like she goes into the bathroom to go take a shower, and he's like, "Man, why didn't she make your move? Like, what's wrong with you?" And then the ceiling starts closing down on him in the room, and she is trapped in the bathroom and yelling and shouting and screaming, and he's can't get out because the room is crushing him, and so he just crawls between the two twin beds because, you know. It's got to crush the beds too. But then he wakes up because obviously they, the fucking escape room people couldn't figure out what hotel room they were going to stop at and rig it up as a death room. Yeah. Unless they just like fucking have every La Quinta fucking from here to Delaware rigged up with that one room already. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, cause as soon as it happened, I was like, this has got to be a dream. There's no way this is actually happening. And of course I was correct because it, otherwise it would have been fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But they make it to a uh, New York city, New York city. Get a rope. There we go. <laughs> uh, they head to the coordinates, but it's some derelict building. Yeah. She's been like, I don't know, stalking the, the building on Google maps or something. Google earth. Uh, and she's like, like literally two days ago, this, this area was like bustling with activity and now it looks like it's, it's been abandoned for a month. What the fuck? Yeah. And, uh, they headed anyway and they meet up with, uh, perfectly a perfectly reputable gentleman. Yeah. A young man. 
Because, you know, when you're in a derelict building and can't figure out how to get or the underneath a derelict building or the parking area underneath of it, and you're trying to get in, and someone approaches you that you don't know and says, oh, hey, man, I can get you in there, but do you have any money for, like, smokes or something? Like, why would you trust? Why would you trust this dude? Yeah. Like, my wife would have been like, as soon as she saw the guy, I would have been like, nope. Nope. I don't care who this is. I don't care what you dress like. I don't care what how tall you are. I don't care about anything. Like, as soon as I saw, if she saw anybody approach them, she'd be like, nope. Because my wife just assumes everybody is trying to kill her. Which is fair. Yeah. And I wonder, and her whole family's like that, which makes me wonder what their family, her family did that made, that makes everyone want to kill them. But, you know, that's the family I married into, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, watch your back, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they want to kill their people. So at least there's that. So, uh, Shockingly, this goes poorly for them. You know, the whole venture to a derelict building, hang out with the fucking man of ill repute. Yep. He snags uh, Lost in Space. This is his compass. Yes. Oh, I did miss one other thing in my recount of the opening. Uh, there was a flashback when she was talking to the therapist or psychologist, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever the fuck she was. Um, the she they have a flashback to the first movie where uh vampire Jessica tells her that she has a daughter and that you know like she always tells her daughter that uh good times become memories and memories become treasures while handing lost in space her mom's compass, which did not happen in the first movie. I was like, really, they got like vampire Jessica to come in and do like one more scene just to fill in this movie. That's fucking weird. Yeah. But, that did not happen in my timeline. Yeah. And then, and so that's how like they highlighted the fact that, that she had the compass, which then gets stolen. Yeah. By perfectly reputable gentleman. And, uh, he takes off cause he's going to get like fucking all of $3 for that thing. Like what the fuck does he Maybe. think he's even doing? It's, it's like, weird, a, it lo- it looks like a compass on a prayer bead. It's, it's a compass rosary. Yeah, like, it's like, what the hell? It's how Buddhists find their way around the world, apparently. <laughs> it, it finds fucking prayer north all the time. Yeah, yeah. well, because true north is a lie. We learned that in the first movie. Yeah, until you throat fist a fucking polar bear. Polar bear. <laughs> So yeah, there, uh, a chase ensues. <laughs> yeah, yep. elbow deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they chase this uh, perfectly reputable gentleman all the way to the subway. Yep. And uh, they notice there are only a handful of folks on the subway car. Curious. Yeah, well, and he goes into the car. They follow him. He goes out the other side and is... They're trying to chase him out of the car. The car doors close and the train starts moving. Yeah. So, uh, Lost in Space thinks the whole thing is weird, you know, on account of her thinking everything is a setup. Well, especially when they're like, they're seeing these six people in the car. And I was like, oh, six people. That da, number da, da. sounds familiar. <laughs> and there's no, uh, 
conductor. Nope. And they're like, uh oh, that's probably not a good sign. The their car gets uncoupled from the other cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, is taken down like a, a different track. Yep, and, and they're on a runaway train, and they're never coming back. That's, they are going the wrong way. Wrong way on a one-way track, yeah. Et cetera and so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, they slam into one of them train stoppy deals. You know Although the ones. They don't actually hit it, right? Like the pra- the train breaks right before it hits the barricade at the end of the track. Well, it kind of hucks everybody around. Oh, yeah, like fucking Ben and Lost in Space get thrown against the front of the car. Everyone else gets kind of tossed around. Um, yeah. And uh, then the fucking the thing sprouts a bunch of Tesla coils. Yep. And uh, it becomes electrified, except for when it's not. Shut up. It's fine. So, see, this is what bothered me about this, Chris, is... On a solid, on an object like that, a sealed object like that, the charge is carried on the outside of the object. So it doesn't matter how many fucking how much fucking electricity you pump into that train car, it's gonna travel along the skin of the car. It's not gonna go down the fucking poles in the middle of the car. Well, yeah, not unless it's been designed by evil masterminds, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, so they push the help button. And the button says to them about any suspicious packages should be reported. Um, some other shit. I don't know about grabbing. About grabbing something. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's the first clue. So they yeah. they find the bag because they all realize that they're all survivors of the game. Yeah, because they some about say because Zoe's third lost in space is some about Minos, and everyone's like Minos, you say. So on there, so in the car we have Lost in Space and Ben. Mm-hmm. We have a Puerto Rican woman, a woman of Puerto Rican descent, mm-hmm. uh, who who is played by a trans woman who uh, played a trans woman in a show called Pose, which is an amazing show, uh, and this lady is amazing in it. Uh, so we have Pose. We have a white dude with a scruffy beard. Uh, we have, um, which I did not recognize at first. So I saw the credits, but we have a lady who was in the teen wolf show, uh, that was on MTV and the first two seasons are really good after that. Not so much, but, uh, she, she is, so we have, we have teen wolf, uh, and then, uh, then we also have, uh, a man of a Latino man there as well who is trying to get back to his wife for her birthday and he doesn't want to be late because he's always late to, for her birthday. Yeah. And uh, somebody gets a, gets a little shocky shock. Yep. So they realize electricity is in play. Yep. They, they head to the conductor booth and there's a sign in there that says like false advertisements will be removed or something. Oh yeah, must yeah, we'll be pulled down. Yeah. So they start looking at the ads, they realize that uh they're missing letters and there are 26 entirely overconstructed uh handholds on this thing. Yeah. And they need like nine 
subway tokens or some shit. Yeah, because there's a there's a token box in the front of the train that's got the number nine in LED lights on it. Yeah. So, so they they figure out you pull the right handle that corresponds with the right letter, you get the token, but also the thing makes more electricity. Yeah, and that they realize they're playing hangman, and a little sign lights up with like some letters. Every time they pull the right letter, more letters light up on it, and they're like, oh, it's a game of hangman. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And uh, so they get down to like the, they need to like the last three letters. And uh, Latino man, Theo, uh, sees, uh, sees a, like a New York ad, like New York City ad uh, that is missing like three different letters. He's like, hey, guys, I know what the three letters are. Then he gets blasted with electricity and it burns the the ad so no one can see what it is because you know that's the thing that happens that's how electricity works yep and then uh and then uh, lost in space looks at the sign that's been lighting up and realizes what it says and tells them what the next three letters are and so they you know and then as they pull them there's more and more electricity boo it's all very and, tense uh, yes and then uh, they put the three tokens in, and then the trap door on the floor opens up, and they go down. Because it said, welcome back. Yeah. The, si- the sign said, you know, at least, you know, Minos is friendly about putting you in death rooms. Very, Although, very nice. Theo does not survive. They have to leave him behind. Yeah. Uh, we find out, and then the, the the white guy with the scruffy beard kind of like says a prayer over his body. And we find out that he's actually a priest. Yeah. But apparently, his escape room setup was it was just all priests or men's of men or people of faith, and they're trying to figure out if like that would affect things at all. Uh, but he was the only one who survived. Yeah. So not really. No. And what were the other ones? Um, I know that Pose was a vacation blogger but i didn't catch what her escape room they were all influencers okay and then what about teen wolf she also was in an escape room they all were in escape rooms what was her like why like what was her group because i don't remember she was also in an escape room oh got you okay so there she was an escape room participant yeah i don't (laughs) i don't know if it said i thought they did but i was also watching this like after midnight last night. So uh, I was, and that was after having run a session of D and D. So my brain was pretty fried by that point. Well, due to the divergence in timelines, I can't be sure if, if, if it said it in yours or not, to be honest. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh man, we've got all wibbly wobbly timey wimey over here, guys. Um, and gals and any and other people. Um, other humans and non-humans. Creatures of existence. I don't know. Uh, and then... Um, it's, it turns out they're in an elevator. And they head yeah. down. Down, down, down. To the bank. Which is where, you know, that's where banks are kept. Yeah. That's, it's a nice Art Deco bank, though. Like, I... I like So, my the house I live in was built, like, in the mid-50s. Mid to late-50s. And so it's got like that mid-century modern kind of feel to it. 
And we have this bedroom, or this, not the bedroom, this bathroom that is like super Art Deco. And uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm down with this bank styling. I'm good with it. But there's like a fucking like black and white checkerboard. There's two, these two long counters, one on either side with a black checkerboard between it going down them. And I was like, okay, yeah, so that's going to be a thing. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> like, turns out it's definitely a thing. Yeah, because Pose tries to walk across it, and she steps on like the first tile, and these green the green laser beams pop up and singe like the back of her. But they manage to uh, get her off of the tile without anyone else being injured. Oh, um, but Teen Wolf has some kind of medical training. Obviously. Yeah, she has some kind of medical training for sure. Which I guess and, is due to her condition, which isn't revealed just yet, but... No, not exactly. I don't even know what... Oh, maybe that's maybe that was what her thing was, people with weird conditions. Yeah, maybe. No. So and, they, uh... You know, because everyone, everyone's biggest thing is running Lou Gehrig through escape rooms. <laughs> yeah, you need a time machine to do that. Yeah, well, I mean... They can create two movies out of one. Why can't they have a time machine? That's true. So, uh, they find a key. There, well, there's there's a vault at the end. It's open. Yep. And the the voice comes on and says, ten minutes until laser grid activates or some shit." Yeah, basically ten minutes until the vault door closes and we just fry everything with lasers in here. Yeah. And everybody's scrambling around looking for clues. Uh, the scruffy man finds a key and a lollipop. Uh-huh. So they thankfully they don't have the fucking idea of this. Oh well, let's just lick this lollipop. I mean, how many licks does it take to get the center of this lollipop? No, someone just throws it on the ground and stomps on it, and breaks <laughs> the hard candy around it. Well, yeah, after after the ice cube in, exactly. in the first one, I was like, oh, are they going to rub their hands on it? Like, fucking idiots. <laughs> like, 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 they just gonna, like all suck on this this lollipop until, uh, <laughs> until I was like, oh, God, what's this? Oh, then, like, they just crush it. I was like, oh, thank fuck. And there's a bunch of safety deposit boxes, so they start looking, uh, running the key through all of them. They mm-hmm. find an additional key. So now the the team is split up. You got Ben and Which, Lost in Space doing one side, and Pose and Teen Wolf doing the other. Yeah. Now, how many people here have used safety deposit boxes? I I I assume you're talking to me since I'm the only other one here. I guess you are, but listeners, <laughs> go with me. Just follow me along on this for a second. Um, safety deposit boxes. They usually have two keyholes. Mm-hmm. One, one, the key that you bring with you because it's your safety fucking deposit box. And the other one is a key that the bank employee holds and works in all of them. But you need to turn both, you have to unlock both sides of the safety deposit box to access it. That's how safety deposit box works. These are fucking mail slot, like, like PO boxes. Yeah. Essentially, what these are because they have one keyhole and you don't need like a master key to also access them. So, you know, that was I was like, these aren't safety deposit 
boxes. And there's also, and the, the priest finds a uh, ATM and he's like, Oh, you like a four digit code. And like, they're like, all these boxes have three, did three, no, three digit numbers on them. <laughs> of them are four digit numbers. Yeah. Except for one box on each side. Yeah. Has the name Sonia on it. Like you do. Yes. And, uh, they open the Sonya boxes. One has razor diamonds because shut up. Yep. And one has blank dollar sized paper. Yes. Wrapped in like the little bands that you put around current, you know, fresh currency. Yeah. And the ATM machine is demanding a code. The for... ATM, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I know what I said. <laughs> it's looking for a pin number as well. Yeah. Beat it a cat. <laughs> and uh, the uh, it needs a pen so you can access your dead relative's money or something. Yeah, and make sure you take the receipt. Yeah. And what do you call the money you get when a relative passes? Blood money, I guess, according to this movie. <laughs> I've never heard it called that. But so help me God, that's what I'm calling it the next time it comes up in ca- casual conversation. Yeah, because blood money is like something you pay to have someone killed or to prevent someone from killing you. Or, or money that was that was gained through ill-gotten means. Like, I don't want yeah. your blood money. Like, it's not... Well, you know, Chris, what do you call that that sport with the ball that you throw around? Oh, you call it blood sport. Yeah. I just I can't imagine like the attorney looking me dead in the eyes when my mom passes and says, uh, now on to the discussion of the blood money. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? She wasn't a cocaine dealer. <laughs> yeah, she didn't kill people for money and then use that money to fund your education or anything. <laughs> I didn't realize she was in La Cosa Nostra this whole fucking time. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, were there a lot of like a. Uh, triangles or pyramids in the uh, in your house when you were a, a child uh the normal amount a lot <laughs> oh yes the normal <laughs> amount uh illuminati confirmed <laughs> we only went to sicily like every year yeah. yeah only once a year yeah just like everybody yeah i mean who didn't play with a horse head in their bed when they were a child <laughs> We all enjoy some macaroni over here. Yeah, put some gravy on it. You know. You know how we do. Mm. Anyway. And so they take the blood from Lost in Space's finger. Because she cut it on the razor diamonds. Yes. And uh, wipe it on the the bill-shaped paper. And somehow that reveals a number that I didn't see. Yeah, zero five two six. That's important. Yeah, I guess. And and they put that into the ATM, and it spits out. Oh, and all the is that when the clocks get weird? Yeah, the clocks all change time, and and the receipt says like some cryptic bullshit about the clocks. Yeah, about like time zones and shit. I don't know, and. uh but so like you're like oh well, they they use the hour hand to tell them if they should go like because twelve would be straight ahead, three would be to the right, six would be to 
behind you and nine would be to the left. And then they use the minute hand to tell them how many steps to take or how many tiles or how many tiles to take. And so they use that to navigate the chessboard at first. And I will say intelligently, the priest lays down a lollipop on every square that's safe. So you can just follow those, you know, Candyland style. Yeah. To, to, which, hey, that was smart. Bro, a solid bro move right there. Yeah. And so he gets to the end of the, but the directions leave him like in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Well, what that triggers the, the, of the panel with the safe. Yes. And then it says some other cryptic bullshit. Like, you know, something like as the world turns uh, or something. Keep the, you know, like keep on turning. I don't know, like black water churning something. I don't know. Um, and then, uh, so they're trying to figure out what to do. Time's getting low. So the priest's like, just going to put himself in God's hands and just starts walking. Um, and gets three or four steps into it before he triggers the security grid again. Yeah. And then uh, Teen Wolf and Pose have to pull him up off it so they don't all die. And that's when they figure out that it's the trick is to just spin the dial on the safe until the cylinder comes out. Yeah. Which, hey, I think that's that. That, that clue actually made sense to me. When unlike most of the fucking clues in this, like a lot of the clues are pretty opaque in this yeah. movie. And inside the cylinder is like a transparent overlay that that goes on top of the like there is a sign with like a you are here deal on it. Yeah, like yeah, there's a map of the floor on the other side where Lost in Space and Ben are. Yeah. So they put the overlay over it, which then shows the rest of the the way out and uh they make their way out zoe stays behind the priest the priest gets his head like bashed on the counter trying to get off of the danger tile yeah and they uh so he's unconscious they carry him out uh and zoe has a hair raising escape from the room just in time yeah and, Although uh, it still shoots lasers from the room into the escape tunnel, which I think was bad form. Well, I was, I was thought it was very considerate that the lasers came on sequentially, at least. Yeah, from the back, from the the front of the bank to the back of the bank, which they had never done previously. Nope. But I mean, still, like, if you make it out of the room, you shouldn't have to worry about a stray laser just taking you out. Yeah, that, that, that is kind of bullshit. Like, you got through the thing, man. Come on. Bad form. Bad form. Yep. Uh, and so they, they chill out there for a bit till they can wake the priest up. Because, you know, that's how concussions work. Yeah, you just smack a guy in the face a couple times. Bam, concussion, no more. Perfect. Yep. Uh... And then the next room is oh, and then they okay, so they end up on the beach. Yeah, they're they're in the seaside place. Yeah, and uh, everything about this this particular series of clues is bullshit. So yeah, so they, they like there's like oh, there's like the the fucking like snack shack there. They look in and there's a fridge and someone like 
instantly says, oh, I bet that fridge is our escape route. It's like, really? Like, what the fuck? Like, like, you have no fucking clue if there's even like a door in a wall or something like there was in the first movie. No, no, no. Instantly, I bet this fridge is our escape route. Well, first they take the, they find a Polaroid camera. Yeah. They take a picture. It shows a boat. They find the boat. The boat has a metal detector. Also, there's quicksand. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's like, it's like fucking Princess Bride quicksand, too. Actually, you know what it's like? Is if they were bubbling air up from underneath of the sand. Yeah, and it wasn't even water at all. Yeah. It, uh. Because, you know, you know that, that, like, destabilizes the sand and makes it won't hold you anymore. Yeah. Also, it's quicksand. Like, it just, you basically just lay down and you'll be okay. Yeah, you can float on quicksand. Yeah, you just just lay back. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, just do the back float. You'll be good. Anyway, but yeah, but no, this is more like they're blowing air from underneath, so the sand just can't hold you up anymore, and you just sink into it. Uh, they've the the clue is something like uh, fucking anchors away or something. Yeah, there's like an anchor sign on the building, and but it's empty, like it's missing the anchor. And so you have to find the anchor, put it in the sign, and drop. The, you have to drop anchor, so you have to turn it. Yeah. And uh, but there's the anchor. Fucking, there's some fucking creepy mannequins. Yeah. Like there's like there's a mom mannequin with like fucking seashells over its eyes, and like a daughter mannequin looking up at it, like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you have seashells on your eyes?" See now, if you lived in my timeline, that makes sense. It also doesn't mind later. Weird. It 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 retroactively makes sense. Anyway, and, uh, and underneath the towel at that little vignette that that was set up, like it says SOS in the sand. Yeah. Which I think makes more sense in my timeline than yours. Makes no sense in my timeline. Yeah, it makes a little bit of sense in mine. So, uh, they find the anchor thanks to the metal detector. They found in the boat, and there's a rope attached to it, so they don't just untie it because you're in a goddamn death room. Why would you just fucking pull on the rope, you goddamn buffoons? You've already done one of these, <laughs> like. Yep. As soon as they did that, I was like, seriously? Just your first fucking day, guys? Come the fuck on, untie it. It's like a fucking yeah. square knot. Like, what are you even doing right now? Yeah, or just cut the rope something. Yeah, figure it out, boys. Come on. Like Yeah, this is an amateur hour. Fuck this it. This is the tournament of fucking champions. Yeah. Up your fucking game, guys. <laughs> Fuck. And then uh so they the they snap the rope eventually. Yeah, which starts up the air compressor to make it more air in the sand. Yeah, and then so the priest or no, that's the priest. Uh, fucking Teen Wolf. Yeah, she gets eight by the sand. She gets eight by the sand. And fucking the priest says, hey, I've seen the Princess Bride. I'm going to tie this rope around my waist and dive into the the quicksand and rescue her. And he does. Yeah. Except he doesn't make it out of the sand because the rope snaps before he can get to safety. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. We're... we're, we're reaching our quota 
now. But I was I was disappointed by the lack of rodents of unusual size. Inconceivable. I know. And uh, so they make it to the snack shack. They make it into the snack shack. Um, Teen Wolf burns her hand on a hot stove burner, but doesn't notice it. So she did. She has that thing where she can't feel, right? Yeah, like she doesn't feel pain. pain. I suppose. Yeah. It it's never really made clear. Yeah, well, a lot of people die from that because they just don't realize like that they've done something horrible to themselves and like get infections and shit. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Like it sounds cool until you think about it. You're like, oh wait, yeah. it doesn't stop you from being terrible. It just means you no. don't realize it's terrible. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fucked. It, I mean, it's that's a serious condition. And then. Uh, so they're looking around. They're, uh, they do something which causes the fucking lighthouse to get. Um, they well, they there's a a lighthouse attached to the wall with the switch, and they flip the switch, uh, and that makes the little like handhold foothold things pop out on the lighthouse. So t- uh, Lost in Space climbs the lighthouse to use the telescope there to look at the snack shack, and the snack shack that says. Something about see you later. I don't know. Like, I can't. Like, I can't see you. Spelled S E A. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that could possibly goddamn mean. Yep. And I, I, I think it means that John Cena is gonna <laughs> sail in and save them. Yeah. Do 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 do. <laughs> and then, uh, so. Ben has the brain flash eventually that, though, fuck, there was a mannequin with seashells over its eyes. Let me go find it. And it's like sinking into the sand, which is fucking bullshit because, like, the clue, the, the ability to escape should not just dis-a-fucking-peer in the middle of the escape room. Um, but he, there's, one of the seashells has, like, a fucking handle or something on it a, attached to it, or a plug. A plug. It, they need to plug the fridge in because the fridge is going to be their means of aggress because they called it from the very fucking moment they walked into that escape room. Which, called it, boys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Lost in Space does her nonlinear uh, thinking and realizes that the moon that's pictured behind her is like right within reach and she starts unscrewing it and realizes that there is an opening behind the moon. Multiple exits. What? And so she's like, "Hey, I found the uh, alternate escape. We should go, go this, this way. way." Yeah, let's break the game. Like, you know, it's like in Portal when you can start going behind the stuff. You can find out that maybe it's not as cool as it seems. Yeah, you meet you meet Ratman. The cake is a lie. Learn all about Mister Ratman. Is that in one or two? In one, I think. Really? I don't remember Ratman at all in the first one, but is that or is that just the one who's been writing everything on the wall? Yeah, he's the guy who's been writing all the stuff. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I ever met. You don't actually meet him, though, right? No, no. Okay, good. Because, yeah, I didn't meet anybody. So also, he might sure. not be named Ratman. I don't actually I don't remember. Know. Yeah. Just, you know, writes the cake as a lie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Teen Wolf and Ben and uh, Lost in Space head for the moon. But Pose is like, nah, man, I'm refrigerating it up. I mean, at first she tries to, but then the snack shack goes all slanty and she can't get out. Yep. So she heads through the fridge. Uh, Team Wolf gets up at just fine, 
but then the like the ladder is starting to go back inside of the lighthouse and yeah, Ben it's retracting. Thank you. And uh Ben gets his hand caught in it which somehow ejects him 10 feet backwards off of the side of the thing cuz that's how that would work. Oh yeah, you know it's like when you walk technically the ground is pushing you forward because of physics. It's the same thing. Yeah, you think he just gets stuck to it though the way his hand was. Yeah. I kind of I think I was pouring myself a beer at this point and didn't wasn't actually watching, so I have no idea how they get from trying to climb into the moon to getting to the next room. Uh, they go in it, and then they end up in a room, and they hear city noises. This is uh, lost in space. So, so both of the both the fridge and the moon lead to, lead to the same room. Yes. Okay. Why? I don't know. Because because the fucking design team really phoned it in on this one. Well, no, I think what they, I think what they were trying to get at was it doesn't matter how fucking clever you are, you're not getting, you're not getting, you're not breaking the the game this time. Fair. I think is what that was supposed to imply. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I may be giving them too much credit. And uh, so Ben Ben got quicksanded. Everybody ends up in the New York City room now. Yeah, which is kind of cool. That's like three women are the, like the men are like the ones who bow out first. Like all three guys die first. Yeah. So hey, we don't have just a lot. We don't have a final girl. We have a final girls. And the uh, the New York City room acid raids every X minute. amount of time. About every minute. Yeah, and it's it's timed by like the crossing. You know, like the crosswalk, you know, walk, don't walk sign with the little countdown. And uh, so clues are found. Acid rain is flowing. Uh, they managed to get an awning. Well, they, they find they solve the first clue and, and they end up like opening up the roll. You know, the, the fucking like roll down door that blocks a thrift shop. And they roll it up, um, but they can't get in. And then the acid rain starts, but then an, the awning pops open because they solved the first clue. Yeah. And the awning kind of protects them from the acid rain. I mean, long enough. I mean, they get hit a couple times with little drops of acid, but not like. And I think uh, Pose, it sounds like it looked like Pose had some acid scars on the back of her neck or something. Well, so it, I think in her original escape room. She was in some explodey hall of mirrors. Oh, okay. I don't, you know, because influencers. Yeah, I don't think they explained that in my timeline. So they uh, they figure out the second clue. It spawns another awning. Yep. Uh, then a phone starts. The payphone starts ringing. Yeah. And uh, right. Teen Wolf is like uh. It's locked, though. It's got a big lock, like a chain and a lock on it. Mm-hmm. And Team Wolf is like, you know, it's eating everything but hydrochloric acid, which I guess she intuits it's hydrochloric acid. I don't know. Yeah. But that, uh, it won't eat everything. There's certain plastics it won't eat, so look for a well, plastic that ain't ate. I mean, if you watched Breaking Bad, you would know that there are certain plastics that you can put acid in, and one you can't. If you get the wrong one, it will eat through the tub, 
I mean, eat through the plastic and then your bathroom tub, and then it will fall down through the floor to the next floor. I mean, we all know that because of that Breaking was, Bad. That was the scene that sold me on Breaking Bad, honestly. When that happened, I was like, nope, I'm in on this show. This show's great. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough corpse slurry in TV these days, is what I'm always saying. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I feel. I'm glad we're in sync on this one, Chris. The timelines can't change that, Troy. Nope. <laughs> Our love will... It transcends all time. Long. Our love of corpse slurry transcends all dimensional <laughs> boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they find that a fucking hot dog or a fucking ketchup bottle on the hot dog stand isn't melting. So they take the lid off of that, use that to collect enough acid rain to dump on the chain. The chain which was exposed to acid rain. Yeah. Did you did you catch that? Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> did that bother you too? Yeah. Okay. I was like, but it's right there. But what? Is it a special chain? No, not a special chain. They dump a fucking thing on it and just eats it immediately. I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> intention. That was the issue. <laughs> you had to have intentionally put acid on it. Yeah. <laughs> the chain could tell between the intentionality. Yeah. Oh, you meant to do it, so now it works. That's how yep. chemistry works. Yeah. It's how alchemy works, not chemistry. <laughs> uh, if only I had a Bezor, it would be fine. Um, and so they get into there, and the phone's ringing, they answer it, it's nothing. Yeah. Um... And only two of them fit into the phone booth, so Lost in Space is left outside. Uh, she notices the taxi cab is not melting, so hey, that's something, apparently. Um, you can't fit then, three people in a phone booth. You're just not trying hard enough. Yeah, really, like, what's the fucking record? like 27, 30 people in a phone booth, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it would... It, you're going to become acquainted with parts of people you might not want to be. Oh, yeah, like, one of them was totally going to have, like, either ass or vag in the face. Like, that was just going to happen. Yeah, that's just... But, like, Lost in Space is a very small... Yeah. Yeah. Just get up under them legs, girl. Like, figure it out, guys. Come on. Put put her on your shoulder and have her hunch. Like, I mean, you're fine. Yeah. Um, But she... They they decide that she doesn't fit. And... uh, so she's out there. She sees the pawn shop. There's a sign that says three rings, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, no, like answer it, hang up and answer it in the third ring. And so they do that. And then the taxi cab door opens. She jumps in. The other two try to make it to the taxi cab, but it door closes before they can get to it. Which. If there was what would have happened if only one person was left. Yeah. Like they couldn't have a, they couldn't win because they because apparently it's impossible to make it from the phone booth to the taxi in time. Well, it was because she was already in it. Is that what it was? That like was it only holds one person. Yeah. I mean, the door was open for quite a while, and and it only closes and when they get close. Well, the taxi understood dramatic irony. I guess I don't I get, know. Yeah. Again, I. In case you can't tell, listeners, I was not such a fan of the room design in this one as opposed to the previous one. 
the previous one felt more fair. These are obviously not fair. Yeah. But uh, and, Zoe makes it in. The other two do not. Oh, there was a there was an umbrella in the phone booth which protected Lost in Space for one bout of acid rain. Yeah, good for one acid rain. It said. Yes. And uh, the the seat opens up and she is dropped into liminal space of some sort. I don't know exactly. Okay, uh, this I think might be where we diverge again. I believe there might be some divergence, so... Okay, so in my timeline, she ends up in a room that looks like an attic playroom. And there are, like, some blocks. The blocks spell out the name Sonia. Uh, and then in walks Vampire Jessica from the previous movie. And... Uh, Zoe is, or lost his base is like, what the fuck are you doing here? You died. I saw you die. And Jessica's like, no, you saw me fall. But it turns out that if you don't literally see someone die in the room, they probably didn't actually die. And what they, the, the, what the fucking Minos likes to do is use people who have been through the death rooms before they like to use them to create the next set of death rooms because who better to design them than the people who solved the previous ones? But she didn't or, solve it. Or didn't in this case, but at least experienced them. And she's like, and they're like, well, why would you do that? It's like, well, they have my daughter, Sonia. And that's why I've been putting Sonia throughout all the clues. And that's why it said SOS under the, the beach towel. Cause she was like trying to say help, like help, help me escape. Um, and they're like, and now Minos wants you to create the next set of rooms. And Lawson Spades is like, fuck that shit. I hate Minos. Why would I work for them? And Jessica's like, because they're going to find a way to make you work for them. And like, you know, by hurting your friends and family if they need to. And she's like, I got no family. They all died. Minos knows this. And like, yeah, but what about Ben? And uh, and she's like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "Well, don't forget about Dre." And uh, and uh, they open up a, like a, a wall behind a glass door is Ben. And he's like pounding on, like, "Hey, like, hey, let me out of here!" And then and Jessica's like, "You like they're gonna kill him if you don't help." He's like, "I'm not gonna help them." Like, fuck that shit. And then so they start filling up the room, Ben's room with water, uh, and like, well. It's, Jessica's like, I told you, they're going to fucking kill him if you don't help, if you don't work for them. And then uh, Lost in Space starts looking all around. She sees that there's like a gas-fed fireplace and it's got an external tubing that runs to the gas fireplace. So she pulls off the the tubing, like it's a copper tube, points it at the, the glass door, lights it up, and uses the heat from the tu- from the fire and the cold from the water to create a thermal imbalance in the glass, causing the glass to break. Uh, and that frees Ben. And they've managed to escape the the attic playroom. They get behind the scenes. Uh, they, they escape, call the police. The police show up. They raid the place, take a bunch of people into custody, apparently. Uh, 
fast forward if like a few hours they're at the police station police say hey like we we capture a whole bunch of these fuckers this time uh like we we you know, we're they're they're singing like songbirds we're bringing them all down you're safe you're free to go and uh Zoe's like great i think we can probably just take the plane home this time instead of driving and so they get on the plane they're kind of they're they're doing the plane thing. Zoe gets up to, you know, the fucking uh, seatbelt side light gets turned off because they hit cruising altitude. Zoe gets up to go to the bathroom. Here's the same alarm that her therapist used on her phone and looks over and see from the back. This lady looks like her therapist and she's like, hey, Dr. Therapist, what are you doing here? And lady turns around and is like, I'm sorry, who are you? And she's like, oh, and then Zoe, uh, Lost in Space is kind of taken aback. And it's like, oh, um, sorry, I, you look like somebody I know. And looks down, Lady's doing a Sudoku puzzle, uh, which Sudoku gets referenced in the first movie, short, like briefly, but they never talk about it again. Uh, and then she's using the pen and has the same purse as the therapist when she holds like, this pen's a clue and this, this purse is a clue. And... Lost Space is like, what the ever living? And then the fucking uh, intercom turns on again and it's like creepy puzzle master voice. And it's like, well, Zoe, we did what you said. When they cut back to her saying that she wouldn't get on the plane unless like she felt like Minos had been neutralized and everything was safe. Like now it's time to play the next game. And presumably this puts her in the same puzzle they were developing with the plane at the end of the last movie. And then the movie stops. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. my, that's my timeline, the theatrical version. How does the extended cut go, Chris? Well, let's, let's take a little trip back. So uh, lost in space comes to, and she is in front of a glass room, which contains the daughter of the game master. And in my the, timeline, the, ga- the game master, Chris, I think that that's kind of offensive. I mean, so, he's good at it. He's the master oh. of it. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. Sorry. The game a- master game master. Or GM, if you are a uh, RPG aficionado like I am. And uh, it turns out that her dad, the the game master... There you go. ...has locked her in here and has forced her to use her super sweet skills to develop the kill rooms for everybody. How old is this girl? Ah... Uh, about the same age as Lost in Space. Oh, like so in her twenties. Yeah. Okay. I when you said girl, I was thinking like twelve. I'm like, if a twelve year old can develop like lethal escape rooms, that's kind of awesome. She's killing people on like a tenth grade level. I mean, it's yeah, pretty I mean, impressive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she got like a, she's in the ninety nine percentile. Yeah. In the Iowa test of deathly skills. She's taking AP. Kill classes. Yeah. <laughs> She's got an international baccalaureate in this, in death rooms. Uh, it, it doesn't help a lot, but man, the doors it opens, you'd be surprised. 
Anyway, and she's like, hey, look, I know this is weird, Lost in Space, but I need you to help me get out of this room because me and my boyfriend over here who works security for my dad, we're going we're gonna to blow the lid off this thing. I just need to get out of here. But my dad said I would never be able to solve this puzzle by myself, so that's why I went through all this shit to get you here. Because you're the puzzle fucking master. Yeah. And all the puzzle rooms were her story. This was all stuff that had happened to her. Because her name is Sonia. Yeah. She is the Sonia. So there's a part where, like, she was in a subway once. And this one time she was at a bank. She went to the beach once. Yeah, this one time. What, they went to the beach. There's no band camp, so I guess we were uh, we were denied them putting musical instruments into orifices, so that's probably good. Yeah. Doesn't work thematically. Not so much. Hey, guys, I got this tuba up there. I think we're good. Yikes. <laughs> and getting it in there is the easy part, you know what I'm saying? You got to get it, like, all the way up in there. All the way up in there. Just mouthpiece. That's it. <laughs> So, uh, Zoe uses her incredible lateral thinking skills to figure out the puzzle to get her out. It's like a bunch of screens, but if you're at the right angle, you see different things on the screens. Oh, like, but, a, like a lenticular kind of thing? Yeah, and that's why she would never solve it on her own, because she couldn't get the right angle. Ah, yes. Tricky. So she needed the, she needed the Kurt angle. Yeah. Okay. We all need a little Kurt angle. Yeah, I mean, if you can't see someone, you need to use the Kurt angle to change your POV. So, uh, and Ben is trapped in the sauna room from earlier, what killed her mom. And she's like, I can get him out, but I got to get out of here because the only way to override this stuff is in my dad's office. So Zoe and figures out... And I can't tell you how to override it. I have to do it myself, presumably. Yeah, because how is she going to get out of the box, man? I mean, you could free Ben and then let her out of the box. <laughs> Reasonable. Won't hear it. <laughs> so she busts her out. Uh, They save Ben. They shut off the trap room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the daughter's all grateful, and she's like, here, take my dad's ride, because she has locked her dad in the room. Because her dad tries to stop him, but her boyfriend gets the drop on him, shoots him in the arm, and they shove him in the room. So uh, Lost in Space goes to meet up with Ben, while daughter heads down to talk to her dad, and she's like, you know... Y'all locked me in this room and shit, man. And so now I'm going to trigger the room trap because he rigged it in such a way that if she fucked the code up too many times, it would suck all the oxygen out of the room. Mm. Like you do with your kids. Yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how my brother disciplines his children. Yeah. Every- I, mean, I, don't, I don't have kids, so I can't really comment. Like, you know, say like that's the wrong way to do things. Well, what most people don't know is that you get a grant when you have a kid to make a room that sucks the oxygen out of it. Mm. 
Now, I was not aware of that. Yeah. If, that, if I had known that, I might have had children. Well, let me tell you about this guy named Michael Lesko. You never the question mark man? He's got a book full of government grants. Oh no, I don't know who that guy is. Is that Uh-oh. the question marks all over his jacket? Yeah, it's like he, like he's doing like a Riddler cosplay. Yeah. Okay, I, I remember those commercials. Yeah, and he's got a book full of how to g- apply for government grants just for you. There we go. Man, if only I had had children, I also could have had. Instant suffocation rooms. Yeah. I mean, instead, now I just have to, like, light a fire in my fireplace, wait for it to appear to have gone out, close the flu, and let the carbon monoxide just kill all of us. Like an amateur. Like an absolute pleb. Well, I know. And the problem is that we have, like, carbon monoxide detectors, and those will wake you up when you're sleeping, and and then you just leave the house, and you're fine. How do they expect you to go quietly into that great night if the damn things are going to start beeping every time you're going to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that may have happened to me once. And I we did get out of the house and called the police or called the fire department and had them figure out why the hell my, CO, my carbon monoxide detectors were going off. And it's because I closed the flu on the fire too early. Yeah, too early. Yes, quite. Yes. But uh, so so anyway, daughter daughter kills her dad by inputting the wrong code, and she's all like, "Take that, fucker!" Fuck you, Uncle Fucker, or my uh, dad, fucker. Lost in space shows up to the derelict building from earlier because that's where the sauna room was, apparently. Okay. Uh. She runs through a police barricade as they're investigating a incredibly convoluted series of kill rooms. Yeah. She finds Ben and Ben's all like, Hey man, like I don't know. All I know is some guy gave me this uh little compass and she's all like, Yeah, everything's gonna be all right. All I know is this guy gave me this pill to put under my tongue, and I haven't slept for three days. And we cut back to uh, the daughter, and we learn via flashback that the daughter was actually the mastermind, and she was upset with her father because her father was limiting her kill potential because her kill rooms were so much better like the the corporation just was stifling her creative kill room design. Now, is this because like he was giving them more of a chance to escape them? Is that the issue? Like she's like, oh no, these rooms just kill people. Like I mean, you can't actually escape them. They just fucking murdered murdered their people. Yeah, I think. Okay, I, it's okay. it's unclear, but that's implied. Okay, she was way more into the part where they all died. Yeah, than the part where they could get out. I mean, I, as a as a potential participant, participant, I appreciate the fact that they were given some chance to escape. And then, I mean, presumably she takes over her father's empire of kill rooms and kill room accessories. Nice. And I guess that's it. I didn't bother to watch through the credits to see if there was anything else because I... I had. 
I had no stinger. I, I'm assuming you probably didn't either. Yeah, and that is uh, two different versions of this movie. So, Chris, what did you think of your version of the movie? <laughs> uh, well, I didn't think it was as good as the first one. Uh, the rooms just seem less fair. Which is especially confusing in my version because it's it's that that same weird thing that happens in a lot of fiction where like you want a person to do a thing for you but for whatever reason you put them in a situation where they could have died at any conceivable second before they do the thing you want them to do yeah like it's it's that whole weird thing where like yeah, but what if she wasn't the one that got in the taxi? Like, yeah, yeah. At least like in my version, well, maybe Jessica's just bad at designing escape rooms and doesn't give them a fair chance. Which makes sense because she's not a professional. She hasn't been doing this locked in a room for decades. No, no, just they're just doing it because you literally have kidnapped her daughter or are threatening to kill her daughter if she doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got a similar vibe to the first one. The rooms every like the the set design and stuff is still top notch. Like the rooms yeah. themselves are neat as hell. But it, this one just it it feels rushed. Like this you can definitely tell that that it Whoever like a gash crab is that what you're saying, Chris? Yeah, they were like, "Wow, we spent nine million dollars on the first one, and it made like a hundred and thirty or million or whatever. We should crank out another one of these immediately, because man, this Rona is really fucking up our money. So like, we should make one of these for two dollars and push it out as fast as we can." Yeah. And I mean, and everybody's fine. The acting's fine. It's just not as engaging as the first one. Mostly just because the first one, it felt like you had a chance. Yeah. This one, it just didn't. the The rules were unclear. Some of the puzzles, like the the farther along it went, the more the puzzle rooms fell apart into like having logical understandable like yeah, and they were and they were just meaner yeah and part of the fun of like a mystery movie or something like this which i consider like it's it's like a mystery it's, it's that aha moment you get before the movie tells you the answer yeah and if you can't figure out the goddamn answer because the clue is like oh pull the seashell eyeballs off this mannequin because there's a plug in it because fuck you like eh just loses a little something not terrible but also not nearly as engaging as the first one I say you could you could probably pass on this one I mean you're not you're not missing anything amazing if the first one is like a five or a six this is like a four like it's it's not terrible it's just 
fine. It's okay. Eh, whatever. I doubt there's going to be a third one, but who knows? What do you think, Troy? I mean, I kind of hope there is just for uh, Lost in Space's sake, because I like to see her getting work, because she's, she's really good in these movies, and she's really good in Lost in Space. I feel like she she deserves a little more work. I, I kind of hope, since they said earlier, if you don't see anyone die on screen, they probably didn't die, so I'd like to see uh, India Moore, who's the lady from Pose, so I'd like to see her get more work, because she's real good. Um, and uh, actually, Holland Roll... Uh, Holland Roden, I think her name is the one from Teen Wolf. Uh, let's see her get some more work too, because she was good, and really good in Teen Wolf, and she was good in this. Um, so I mean, like, I'd like to see all of the actors get more work. So hey, I'm all for that, and and Vampire Jessica, because she's she was fantastic in True Blood, and she was great as Karen Page in the Daredevil and Defender movie or shows on Netflix, um, and Punisher for that matter as well. Uh, but yeah, this movie itself is not great. Like like Chris said, the rooms don't feel fair. Like they don't feel like so many people could actually solve, especially with the time limits they're given. Or like as you get closer to solving the puzzle, it gets more and more lethal. Like what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like seriously, like if I'm making progress, it should not be lethal because that's the whole point, right? So I make progress, I survive. Um but and, I, and the way that my version ended, I'd really like to see it finished because I'd like to see like her solve the plane puzzle and see what they come up with next. Um, but yeah, I, as Chris said, like this is below. If if the first movie was was a push, like between a between a must watch and a must miss, in between is a push. Uh, I would say this is a push minus. Uh, I don't think it's like a must miss. I if you. I mean, like, if you have four hours to kill or whatever, just watch both these movies. You could do worse. But, I mean, it's not great either. So, eh. Uh, so, uh, what are we watching next week, Chris? I'm not looking it up right now. Well, it's definitely not body bags. That's suggested by supposed legend real cousin Brett Sontag, two-legged bringer of destruction. Oh, okay. Uh, that's that's good because that's not what I was about to say. <laughs> I looked it up earlier. Uh, I know nothing about this movie, but hey, Brett usually this Brett usually has a pretty good track record suggesting movies, unlike the other Brett. Yeah, they're they're always they're always uh, interesting. Yeah. He yeah. he came with a lot of the like old school stuff usually. Yeah, apparently apparently that extra tea that the uh, Hotlanta's Brett has it has a uh, ruined his ability to pick movies. Reasonable. Yep. So what if other Bretts with only one T would like to tell us what to watch? How would they do that? Well, they could reach us out to us on Facebook where we are Slaughter's Princess. They could email us at Slaughter's Princess Podcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. They could go to r slash SHP podcast and message us there. Uh, if they want to listen to things other of different, if they want to listen to us in some way other than the way they are currently doing so, they could go to any pod wave receiver they want and look up Slaughterhouse Princess. They could bark at their Alexis. They could shout at their Google Home. They could go to iTunes or Google Play or iHeartRadio or Spotify or Intune or probably 
a bunch of other fucking things that nobody knows that I don't know about. Uh, if they want to talk to us on our discord, they could go to discord.sorosprincess.com or they could buy stuff with our logo, like a giant, like eight foot by six foot tapestry, uh, which is at store.sorosprincess.com. I can recommend that. It's a, yeah. Chris sits behind one or in front of one, every podcast. And then, uh, and there's a video about them unboxing that on the, uh, the Star Princess Facebook somewhere. And then uh, you can also support us financially at patreon.starsprincess.com and become a patron. And I will thank all of our patrons. We appreciate your support uh, that at the very least pays for our hosting every month, which is nice. Um, and we are still working on a little project for you. Uh, you can blame Hotlanta because he is terrible. All true. Yes. But we apologize for the delay because it sucks having to wait this long for it. I, I know. So come back next time for Body Bags. And whether podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies because why wouldn't we? Bye. Okay, everything should be sufficient. Woohoo.